0: Hello all you gore fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead, how you doing man?
1: doing good how you doing
0: awesome because we're watching scream the original one and this is a series that i've come around on like this year
1: i'm so glad too because i used to hate scream oh and i'm like look i'm with you on two and three like i'm right there with you Holy shit, that first... This one's just a goddamn masterpiece, though.
0: I think the reason that I originally had such an issue with Scream is because I kept thinking about 2 and 3, because those were the ones that were on, like, TNT during the day all the time. And those are, of course, the ones... It's like Jurassic Park 3. of like I've heard from like fans of that series have, like, Oh, the third one's the worst one. Of course, that one's the one on, on TV all the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. It was that scenario, and don't, two has its moments. Or we'll do them eventually. So I don't want really to get too into it. Yeah, but three, I'm just like, oh fuck you. So yeah, I can get where you're coming from with that. Then
0: also, I think it would be kind of fitting to say minor spoilers, possibly for the newest movie, just because of how this movie ends and where we end up at the last one.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a slight possibility. If you want to be completely cold, yeah. don't listen. It's if not you're the okay with a couple thing. things. We won't do the killer reveals for the new movies or anything like that.
0: Right, but, okay. Um, but yeah, watching this again this time, I was having such an awesome time. I even looked at the runtime where it's like almost two hours long, and I was like, uh-oh. But I didn't feel it at all.
1: No, it blows right by. And you know what? It's not even because it's one of those million miles a minute movies. You know, it's not, it's not completely action-packed or... Kill fest or anything, but the just character moments between everyone are so fun. I'm fully invested in the entire thing,
0: and it's one that has rewatchability. I would say, of I've seen this movie so many times. I mean, elementary school, every other kid dressed up as Ghostface. You know, it was the biggest exactly. thing at the time when we were kids. So it's still rewatchable,
1: definitely. And that's like a kind of. I know there's nothing Halloween in this movie, but it feels like something you watch like when you're getting close to Halloween. This is the last episode of August, I think. We're right around that corner, so it's perfect time to do Scream. Exactly. Alright, so Scream from 1996, written by Kevin Williamson and directed by Wes Craven, rated R. Yes. So, Wes Craven, probably before Scream, he would have been most famous for Nightmare on Elm Street, which, don't get me wrong... He's still very well known for Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like Scream is slightly more his franchise, though, because he saw it through to the end as he was alive.
0: I Because I enjoy the first Nightmare on Elm Street the fir- the most out of any of them. Yeah. And I enjoy this one, and I, enjoy, I remember kind of enjoying Scream 4. I need to revisit it. But Wes Craven is one that I've had ups and downs with, of I don't really like Hills Have Eyes, I definitely don't like Last House on the Left, you know.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean, that's definitely one of those movies you feel weird saying you like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and the first Nightmare, like I said, was really good. I didn't like New Nightmare, I felt like that was almost him trying to see if he could do Scream.
1: Yeah, it definitely is a proto-Scream for sure. Yeah. Alright, so we're gonna start into this thing, and I gotta tell you right off the bat, this might be my favorite horror opening scene of all time. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, if I had to put it up against anything, I'm like, I don't know anything that tops as far as just an opening scene goes.
0: Oh, immediately it grabs you. Because, like, I've watched some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff on this and whatnot, and some people's reactions to it. And they're like, oh, they build up Drew Barrymore as, like, the star of the movie, and then the opening happens.
1: Yeah, and then then it's like, all bets are off at that point, because for real, she was, like, in all the press leading up to it and everything, like, Drew Barrymore starring in Scream, like, it was her movie, and originally it was supposed to be, she was supposed to be the Sydney character, plans got changed at the last minute, so she ended up being Casey, and then it was kind of a pull the rug from the audience right from the get-go, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. And then you don't know who your survivor is going to be because they kill their star. Who the hell is going to be left?
0: And i really paid attention this time too of like them trying to set up who the killer might be. And they do it with everybody. And they, it's a little bit convincing with everybody.
1: Oh yeah. I feel like there could have been cuts with all the ones set up to be the killers being the killer.
0: I can't wait to like, as the movie goes out being like, and this is how they did this one. And
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. But Casey Becker is at home, her phone rings, it starts with the classic phone ring tone, answers it, and wrong number, and she's like, don't worry, it happens, hangs up, he calls again to apologize, it's fine, don't worry about it, she's making some Jiffy Pop on the stove. I loved when the news scream came out, how they brought Jiffy Pop with Ghostface on it out.
0: Yes, and I've only had Jiffy Pop one time, but I did like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's okay, it's popcorn, you yeah, know. I love popcorn. <laughs> Then the third call comes in, and it's that I just want to talk to somebody, and she's home alone, she's bored, so she humors this random wrong number caller this time.
0: Well, yeah, she's bored, she's basically waiting for her boyfriend to come over, like, he's stopping at the video store to pick up a few movies, maybe, you know, so it's like, okay, I'll kill some time with this guy, it's 1996, so, like, the internet is just becoming a thing.
1: Oh, in ways that I didn't even know existed in this movie later on that we'll get to. But I think it was a thing, but I just never used it.
0: That is one part that is so funny. Where it's like, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) www.police.com. We get
1: the, I'm gonna watch a scary movie. Oh, what's your favorite scary movie? And, by the way, the voice is not being done by Lillard or Ulrich at this point. It's by the guy who voiced Mojo Jojo from the Powerpuff Girls. No
0: shit, I love Powerpuff Girls.
1: Yeah, that's the guy who does the the on-the-phone ghost face voice.
0: I I like that they uh, picked a different voice actor for the phone one, so you couldn't pick out little things from their voice, which you could easily do.
1: No, and the best part, like, where they connect it is that last scene, which we'll get to, but one part where Billy Loomis does something to try to make it connect, and it works pretty well. Yeah. But I love, she's like, what, are we going to watch scary movie? Probably Nightmare on Elm Street. He goes, oh, I like that one. That's scary. And she goes... Well, the first one was, but the other one's all sucked, which <laughs> is definitely Wes Craven taking a dig at the franchise, and, and I love it.
0: And that's me clapping alone in my room, like, you're right, the rest of them do suck. The only good <laughs> one's the first one. The second one's good because it's bad.
1: The, we get the, what's your name? Why do you want to know your my name so bad? She's still just having fun, you know, nothing serious, and she gets a response. I want to know who I'm looking at. Holy shit, Brett. Yeah. Rem- try to remember the first time you're watching this movie. When that line comes out, you're like, Oh,
0: because everything's just played. Like le- everything's playful. You know, that she's just kind of having fun. He's kind of flirting back with her. It's just playful banter. And then he says that. And it's like the music cue. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah. We've kind of seen like quick cuts around her house. She's completely alone in like middle of the woods.
1: Yeah, like, Like, she's very isolated where she's at.
0: Yes, exactly. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I could be extremely fucked at any moment.
1: She hangs up and starts locking all the doors. By the way, fun fact for this movie. Do you know after Scream came out, sales for caller ID, like, skyrocketed?
0: And I enjoy that they play with that later in the later Scream movies. It's like, do you know who you're talking to? It's like, yes, I know exactly who I'm talking to. I have caller ID.
1: Yes, uh calls again she picks up
0: hang up on me again and i'll gut you like a fish yeah what's he in the mob
1: <laughs> it odd online but especially once you realize it's two teenagers trying to be badass it makes perfect sense
0: yeah exactly and they're movie buffs so they might be doing a mob thing of just like have you seen uh like oh well, sopranos wouldn't be out yet but have you seen godfather do godfather <laughs>
1: Exactly. We <laughs> get the police threat, they would never make it in time, what do you want? To
0: see what your insides look like.
1: I don't want to beat for beat this opening scene, but holy shit, I can quote well, the entire opening to this movie.
0: It's so classic, and this entire movie is going to be hard not to do that, because everything has its own little moments. Exactly,
1: and so much of it are quotable lines, you know what I mean, that someone would say, like, oh, scream.
0: And this leads into where he starts being like, um, flip on the patio lights again, your boyfriend's there, basically. And she flips on the lights, and her boyfriend's tied to the chair, and he's like, we're gonna play a game, you answer my questions right, and I will let him live, if you get them wrong, I will gut him. And it's like I'll have a warm-up question. Who was the killer in Halloween? Come on, it's not that hard of a question. It's your favorite scary movie.
1: In her defense, in these kind of moments, I could see her brain just like completely emptying everything out that isn't survival. Oh like, yeah. Like a, a tiny a bunch of little tiny Casey Beckers running around her brain, just dumping filing cabinets <laughs> of anything that isn't how to live.
0: <laughs> I think of SpongeBob freaking out in his brain when they're dumping the filing cabinets out into the fire
1: exactly just like that but she gets it right michael michael myers very good that was the warm-up run. look these are the most pedestrian questions that there are though this is like in monster squad where they're quizzing the one guy to see if he can join the club
0: yes but this next one is i mean if you're not if you're casual casual horror you might get this one wrong of the who this question counts who was the killer in Friday the 13th? And now she's all cocky. So she's like, Jason, Jason was the killer. And they're like, "Nah, uh It was Pamela Voorhees in the first one.
1: <laughs> I feel like she should have got that on a technicality because they did not specify the movie or the franchise.
0: Well, that's when they would get me on the phone and be like, well, actually, are we talking about the movie? Are we talking about the franchise? Are we talking about the TV series? Because that's a whole nother thing. <laughs>
1: They just hang up and leave. Is this They're part just, five? Just walking down your yard.
0: Because if we're talking about part five, then it's Roy.
1: <laughs> but then Steve is disemboweled because she got the question wrong. She goes out and there's just crazy cool gut spillage like coming from him. And it's all steamy and everything because
0: it's cold out. I enjoy that touch because that comes into play later as well. But it happens within like two seconds. It's the quickest gutting there's ever been.
1: Well, I think there's two of them, you know, yeah. like we don't know that yet, but one's probably standing well, there by him now because she's not there.
0: That's because later, um, Stu says that he is at his girlfriend's house that night.
1: Yeah, but we don't know what time of night.
0: Yeah, I guess, but I almost put that as like, it, this might only be Billy.
1: Uh, that's true. We never know. Dude, I see these bullshit videos on YouTube all the time. <laughs> oh. We know this one's Billy and this one's <laughs> yeah. Stuart. I'm like, no you don't, because they didn't
0: know. I love that those videos so much. It'll be three in the morning, and I'm like going down this rabbit hole of like, you're right, random YouTuber making guesses.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, there's no, you can't tell who's who. <laughs> Some, like the other has an alibi, so you know which it is, but in general, no. Right. But final question, you can still save yourself what door am I at? Again, just like, oh, fuck.
0: Well, I'd uh, I'd be like, well, you're at the back door because five seconds ago, you just cut my boyfriend's guts out, so unless you're a track star...
1: which She doesn't know. He may be very quick. Maybe. And then, what door am I at? A chair is just thrown through like the glass door, and you have a Quick shot of Ghostface running as she's screaming and running away. Which at this moment he's terrifying looking. Where you just see like the robe flowing behind him and everything.
0: Oh yeah, and even like um, here in a little bit where there's like this kind of chase scene and like cat and mouse that's going on. In the beginning of Ghostface like dunking in and out of things. You just get glimpses of him. He's terrifying at the beginning until it just becomes. Five ninety nine Halloween costume. But then that adds, like, an extra twist to it that's just, like, so generic.
1: It has a lo- level of realism to it. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. But she goes outside because he's in the house. Um, this is such a cool tension-building thing because the Chiffy Pop is on fire. But as, like, survival kicks in, you can worry about the house later, you know what I mean?
0: Well, but she's outside. And there's now smoke everywhere.
1: Yeah, Exactly. She turns around and goes faces right there, right as her parents are pulling in. Runs out after her, tackles her, starts stabbing her as her parents are there. She still has the phone on her, too, because her parents come in, the house is on fire. They're like, call 911. Mom picks up the phone, can hear her, like, gurgling and dying. She's like, oh, my God. Dude legit like sad and scary and like sobering moment at the beginning
0: because even like because ghostface stabs her in the chest and then stabs her through the throat and it doesn't like i'm guessing it doesn't catch the artery but it like fucks up her vocal cords because she's trying to scream but she can't talk so it's just like i have the captions on it's just garbled mom and it's the saddest thing in the world (laughs)
1: I'm not even joking, it is sad at the beginning, and then the dad looks at the mom, and we get our first, well, I guess not even our first Halloween reference to the movie, we already had it, Um, but I'd say first Halloween Easter egg, take the car, go to the McKenzie's, and call the police, which <laughs> yeah. is straight out of Halloween. Exactly. Mom goes outside and screams, oh, but... And then you look at the tree, and dead Casey is hanging there. Is she being hung from by her intestines, or is her intestines just hanging out?
0: Her, I think her intestines are hanging out, and she's, like, strung up by, I'm guessing, a noose. I didn't pay attention. It looks like a rope.
1: Okay, that but makes sense.
0: this is where you said earlier, now her intestines are steaming, because this happened two seconds ago.
1: Yeah, they better still be steaming. Yeah. Honestly, Ghostface is right in those bushes, right there. That's the only way.
0: If you want to make this a comedy, all they'd have to do is pan left and have them running away. Be like, hey!
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we see her hanging there, and then Billy Loomis, we're introduced to him for the first time, sneaks up to Sidney Prescott, also introduced for the first time, played by Nev Campbell's room. Her dad's a pilot, and he's leaving for work. Holy crap! Don't they look so young in this movie? I was
0: about to say that after watching Nev Campbell in the new Scream, and she still looks awesome, but she just looks so young in this. Where it's just like, holy shit! Everyone does like you see Dewey, and you're like, oh, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? Like,
1: I know they're all like probably out of school age, but they look so well done, like actually playing teenagers in this movie.
0: Because Sidney Prescott in this movie is like the virgin, because that they do all of the tropes of like, oh, you know, you don't say you're going to be right back, you know, don't drink and do drugs, if you have sex, you're going to die. And it's set up right here of like, Sidney's the virgin, and she's dressed in like the white little nighty thing that just screams that.
1: Yeah, exactly, she's meant to be the innocent character.
0: Almost reminds me maybe a little bit of Nancy in Nightmare. Of, like, the bed, like, the pajamas.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I can see that. A little bit. But her dad's leaving for work, and he'll be gone for a while because he's a pilot. Billy sneaks up to her room, and we get this line of... I was watching The Exorcist and it made me think of you.
0: <laughs> this is me hitting on like girls <laughs> before I met Liz. Being like, Hi, uh, so what do you like to do? Well, yesterday I was watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like, <laughs> Oh, what's that? Goes into extreme detail, not knowing the woman was being nice. They leave. What did I do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you had ease into that stuff.
0: Yeah. But we get this
1: whole like they haven't had sex yet dialogue. Um don't Fear the Reaper is playing some weird acoustic cover of it, which I am a sucker for with how much it shows up in all horror movies. More of this, please. If you can fit it in naturally to your movie, fit it in.
0: Exactly. Um, And he's and Billy is just such a huge movie fanatic. Where That's where I identify with, in certain parts, Billy, Stu, and Randy. Of just how much yeah. they love movies. Because he's like, we started out with a nice... You know, hard R rated relationship going into NC 17, but we slip back into PG territory.
1: <laughs> yeah, she goes, We well, settle for a PG 13 as he's leaving, and she flashes him and laughs, and that's the end of that. Next day, here's where we're introduced to all the characters we haven't met already because we meet Gail, the reporter, yes. Dewey, the cop, Tatum, the best friend, and Stu and Randy and we have our whole main cast of characters
0: right there. For the foreseeable movies.
1: (laughs) Yes. The news and police are at the school because two students were just gutted the night before. All the students are being questioned, and we get our first shot of Principal Fonzie.
0: Oh, Oh, my God. When Henry Winkler shows up, I'm just like, yay! It's just like, please do the voice. Like, Fonzie could take down Scream.
1: Dude, I never caught it until this viewing, and like you, I've watched this movie a ton of times. And I told you, did you look for it? Yeah, I told you before you watched it. I
0: saw the leather jacket in his closet.
1: <laughs> it made me so happy. I'm oh, like, yes,
0: I loved it. And it, it at that moment, I know we're going to get there. But I was just like Fonzie has no issue with this guy, this is not Fonzie <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs> but all of our main kids are talking about the murders, obviously, and they're kind of jokingly accusing each other here. No one's actually thinking, because why would they that one of them did it? But, like, well, how do I know you didn't do it? Didn't you used to go out with Casey? And, you know, all this kind of stuff.
0: Well, because um, uh, one of them says something about Casey dumping Stu, and then Stu's girlfriend is like, I thought you dumped her for me. And it's like, I did. He's just full shit. Full shit. Fuck up, man. <laughs> it took me right back to high school. Of, like, I could imagine if there was a killing in, like, Oh, one of our classmates got murdered. There would be certain groups of people that would just immediately be making fun of it.
1: Oh, 100%. That's teenagers. Yeah, They're the worst. Exactly. <laughs> After school, Sydney's calling Tatum, and she's sad because this reminds her of her mom almost one year ago. Her mom was allegedly raped and murdered by this man, Cotton Weary, who is still on like death row and everything. I guess it's a theme. It's definitely a theme throughout the franchise. It comes into play more in the movie later on.
0: Yeah, well, throughout the franchise, yeah, Cotton is a weird kind of character because he's innocent, but he's still very odd and weird, and you never exactly trust him.
1: He's a perfect guy to frame for a murder.
0: Yeah, he is. He's just that like kind of oddball guy of just like, yeah, don't be left alone with Cotton.
1: Gail Weathers, the reporter, is writing a book on Cotton and how he's innocent, and Sydney obviously hates her for this.
0: Exactly, yeah, and she, uh, Gail wrote a big book about, yeah, the mother's murder and everything, and it's been an, a year-long thing, it seems, about this.
1: Alright, let's break down all these relationships. Tatum, played by Rose McGowan, is dating Stu, played by Matthew Lillard. Yes. We already said Billy and Sydney are dating. Yes. Tatum's brother is Dewey, who is a rookie <laughs> cop. He's still very young, and I love him. He is the purest, best oh. character in any of these movies.
0: Uh, there's the one through line of, like, there's certain series and whatnot of, like, think of the Trimmer series. It's okay. Burt throughout the entire series. He's great. Dewey is, like, I know all three of them, Sidney, Dewey, and uh, Gail. But Dewey, for me, has always been the stick out because he's such kind of a lovable, like, goof They even call him Doofy in this movie. Like, okay, Officer Doofy, you know.
1: Yeah, which scary movie took and run. (laughs) Yeah, Doofy did a duty. (laughs) And then Gail is the reporter who's dead set on proving Sydney wrong. I think that's how everyone can... Oh, and Randy is just the best friend who's obsessed with movies. Exactly. Alright, so after that, yeah, she calls Tatum. She's all sad because it's the one-year anniversary of her mom's death. Um,
0: Oh, also, setting up real quick, uh, sorry. Dad's going out of town. Oh, yeah, we said that when Billy snuck over. Okay, good. Okay, cool.
1: Tatum's going to stop over. She calls. Yeah, I'm on my way. I'm just going to stop and get a movie, then I'll be there. Phone rings again. Sydney assumes it's Tatum, but here's our second ghost face victim, at least apparently the night. What do you think's going on here? Because, you know, it's... I won't beat for beat it, because we'll be here forever, because I want to talk every line. But, you know, he kind of toys with Sydney a little bit, like, I'm outside your house. This isn't Randy. I go outside, she puts her finger in her nose, she's like, what am I doing? So, <laughs> do you think this was actually an attempt on Sydney's life, or was this because they're basically making a movie, you know? Was this like
0: just to scare her off, pretty much? Well, because I think she's saved for the one year anniversary, you know?
1: Exactly. So, do you think this is just like instill a little
0: fear in her? That's what I think. If, like you said, they're so obsessed with movies. This would happen in a movie.
1: Yeah, this is their star. You know, like, she has to know there's something up before it gets her.
0: Yeah, it can't just happen at the very end. That's a bad movie.
1: I mean, a lot of movies we love definitely have that, but yes. Yes. Oh, but it gets, like, serious, like, because she's just playing along with whoever it is. goes, if you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. She goes inside. She's attacked. She locks herself in her room, which is funny because she just said how she doesn't like scary movies because there's always some dumb bimbo running up the stairs when she should be running out the back door. But in a pinch, any port in a storm, she runs upstairs.
0: But it's also awesome because it's set up earlier of how if she closes her closet door, it locks her... Main door into her bedroom, so she does that, yes. and he cannot get in. He's going crazy, and this is where she tries to call nine one one, and the phone's going the dee de, 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 de thing. So the phones are out. So she goes on to her nineteen ninety six computer: h t t t colon backslash backslash w dot beeper
1: Yeah. She, was, she had to already be online or this would have taken much longer.
0: Oh my god. And because then she's just like, um, 911 emergency is like, 911, what's your issue? It's like, I am being murdered, but you have a typo. So they're like, she's being yeah. muffined? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's a prank.
1: <laughs> but Billy shows up at her window like he did earlier. She hugs him like, oh my god, there's someone trying to kill me. But a cell phone drops out of her pockets. And smartly, she's like, okay, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, and then she goes running away from him, like, he's the murderer, which oh, he might be. And then he o- she opens the door, and it's one of my favorite, like, shock scare <laughs> moments of Dewey's holding the mask up, and she's like, ah! He's like, wah! <laughs> right there, like, this
1: shows you, okay, this is Dewey. Yeah, I love Dewey. And Billy's being arrested, and I love Dewey is rating him his rights and has it on a cue card. Did you catch that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have it memorized yet. He's that new.
1: <laughs> Tatum shows up, and Sydney's gonna be staying with here. And remember, Dewey's Tatum's sister. like, Does mom know about this? Shut up, Officer Doofus! I already asked her!
0: <laughs> and this is... the No one has respect for Dewey. No. And what is he... I don't know if it's... No, it's later at the station, but fuck it.
1: He's like... Tatum, Mom said, "When I'm wearing the uniform, you respect me like a man of the law."
0: It's like that man is my superior. The janitor is your superior. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gail shows up
0: too late as
1: Sydney's leaving, and the cops are pulling out. And she yells at her poor cameraman, like, "Kevin, can you move your?" I know you're morbidly obese. Can you move your fat
0: ass? Like, something like that. Yeah.
1: She is the meanest character in this movie, and there's two murderers.
0: It's basically like, this would be funny, because he was alive at the time if Joe Fleischer jumped out, and he was like, what are you talking about? Oh, I was yeah. getting my extra chicken gravy.
1: <laughs> Pretty much after this, that's where we get our whole line about this costume sold at every five and dime in the state, police station, Billy's being questioned, And they've been trying to reach Sydney's dad, but he's not answering at the hotel.
0: And they're playing definitely, like, because they found Billy's cell phone, Then they're like, well, just look at the records of the cell phone, and you can easily tell if he made the phone calls or not. So it's not playing in, like, sometimes these movies like to play in a reality of, like, everyone's extremely stupid and doesn't think of these things. Because even Dewey later is like, well, couldn't they clone the cell phone? And that could be something, you know?
1: Well, it's also 1996. There's no call history yet. They have to get a hold of the phone company and have those the records located and sent back to them, and that'll take a day.
0: Oh, yeah, but it's most movies would just be like, meh, no, he did it.
1: Yeah, exactly. But they sneak out the back, like Sydney's going oh. to Tatum. They go out the back alley because there's a media circus out front, but Gail Weathers being the super tabloid journalist she is figured they're going to do that. Starts asking Sydney questions. He's like, "No, it's okay. How's the book coming?" She goes, "Great." And she just she says something. So no. she goes, "I'll send you a copy." Yeah. And then she just decks her.
0: Oh, it's so fucking awesome! And it's so funny how they go from in the very first movie they hate each other to the last movie that just came out, they're best friends. They're like, "Let's go, bestie!" And they got their guns. Like, <laughs> well, you
1: know, like when you've saved each other's lives how many times? I can buy it.
0: It's just I love. The Scream franchise, how it's gone from like how it morphs, from, they hate each other oh, so yeah. much. Of Sydney, like, knocks her out basically to later, like, it was a day later, and Gail's still like putting makeup over her eye because it's black.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's like uh, Friday the
1: 13th. It starts as a Lake Revenge movie, ends up with a man in space, like getting bio upgrades.
0: When do Well, I mean, we are getting Ghostface in Manhattan. So when are we getting him in space?
1: Apparently, two movies from that is typically how it goes. They
0: should have waited a few movies, though, and made it part eight.
1: Yeah, I wish they would have. Don't
0: go to Manhattan until you go to part eight.
1: That night, though, at Tatum's house, Sydney gets a phone call. And it's Ghostface on the phone, so you kn- he's like, you got the wrong guy. So, right there, that wipes... If you're watching this for the first time, that wipes Billy off your suspect list.
0: Exactly. But I want to, real quick, because I'm guessing most people listening to it haven't... This isn't their first time ever being like, what? I no, would- no, I
1: would hope not.
0: At the very end, I love that Sydney figures everything out. Of like, wouldn't it be... Who'd you say you used as your last, as your, like, only phone call? It's like, oh, I called my dad. She's like, well, I know that's not true because I heard the officers talking. Like, wouldn't it just be kind of crazy if you were the killer and you used your one phone call to call me and that would completely throw me off? That'd be silly, huh? Right?
1: I don't think it was him that called, though, because that would be pretty stupid to do from the police station use your scary voice changer and everything. That was probably Stu that called there.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking that, too, of, like, Would they still let you have your voice? It's like, what's he doing over there with that voice changer by that phone? A lot of times those calls are monitored.
1: (laughs) I also love Dewey comes running out to the phone in his underwear with his gun.
0: He picks it up after. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, everything's over. Every, like, the mom leaves the room, everyone, and Dewey's like, hello?
1: Next morning, TV is about caught and weary, and we get our first Red Right Hand of the movie, which that Ooh. song stays with the franchise, and I'm so happy it does. It's, I know there's a Scream score, and it's good. It's like that, oh, whatever with it. Hmm. But man, I'd be so bummed out if we didn't get Red Right Hand in every movie.
0: Oh, that's on my playlist. We're up there with oh, definitely. the um, Dickies Killer Clown song and Let's Buzz.
1: <laughs> yeah, all of the throbbing horror movie thing. Yeah. Um, Dewey tells her that Billy was released that day, he drives her and Tatum to school, and Sydney sees Gail on the way, way in, and we get, this is where we get all of our exposition on how Gail thinks Cotton's innocent. And she thinks the murders are connected.
0: How? Well, I, I mean, mean, you're right, yeah, but well, how do
1: you jump to this conclusion?
0: Gail is grasping at any straw she can, because like you said, she's a tab- tabloid reporter. She wants to be a real journalist.
1: And make a bunch of book
0: sales. And she, so she's trying anything she can to dig herself out of, like, being right beside the Weekly World News.
1: Yeah, dude, I loved Weekly World News. That was so World good. World Weekly News or whatever it was. Sydney um, runs into Billy, and, dude, the cliche, like, meme about guys in horror movies are like, you've been a real bitch since your mom died last Tuesday. Yeah. Is right here. He's like, I get it. No, It's okay. He goes, I've just been frustrated with us at all. Your mom, she's like, I've been a little stressed because my mom died. He goes, it's a year. You should be over it.
0: And she's like, it's a year tomorrow. Like, but exactly like you said of like, well, it might take more than that to get over my mother's death. You yourself, Billy, later bring up later in the movie about how you're still traumatized, about how your mom divorced your dad. She's still alive,
1: And we even, like, the trial's still going on. It's not like she has closure or anything yet, even.
0: No, exactly. Cotton is still alive. The person she's pretty sure killed her mother is still breathing. So, yeah, you're probably not gonna be all fine and dandy and be like, yeah, let's go fuck. Yeah, she's still
1: in the midst of it all. Like, it's still going on. Yeah. but. We see some kids run around the hallway in ghost-faced costumes because they are very easily to obtain, and they will be for the next 20 years, but (laughs) we cut to... Principal Fonzie going off on those two that were doing it.
0: This is also where Matthew Lillard is Stew, Just he cannot keep his tongue in his mouth. He's having a great time this entire time. He's He seems like that hyperactive kid you knew in high school. Of he's just always at a 10. Of he's jumping up and down. He's having a great time. He's like, this is all about me.
1: <laughs> Dude, I saw it. like It was a commentary with Lillard on it on the movie and especially all those scenes where it's just like yeah and like swaying back and forth and everything's like what am I doing why am I doing this why didn't West kick me off set immediately oh my god I was the worst oh
0: Matthew Lillard you make this movie even when I hated this movie I loved your performance you make this movie just like next level with how insane you are
1: But the principal's going off on those two that were wearing, like, the mask around the school, and this is them setting up, maybe it's him that's doing this for some reason. Because he has these cartoonishly large scissors (laughs) that look like Freddy Krueger loves. And he's, like, snipping up the mask and everything, and they add a shing sound effect every time he, like, moves them around.
0: And he's talking about, like, if it was up to me, I would gut you two right now and stuff. He has them, like, up against the wall with the scissors pressed to him, basically. It's like, Fonzie's pissed. Oh, yeah, and like I said, at this moment, you're like, well, is he the killer? Yeah, exactly. Because there's a point in a little bit as well where, like, the sheriff's talking to Dewey, and it, like, does a pan down to his shoes, and he's wearing boots. And you're like, is the sheriff the killer?
1: Exactly. It set everyone up that they could be. it. I got to what last year around Halloween, I did a full screen watch through, nice. like, the entire franchise. And Anna never actually sat down and watched any of them before. So it was really oh. fun watching them with her, like, because... She was trying to guess it the whole time, so it was really fun, like kind of reliving that. Like she's like, "Well, it's not him. He he was in jail when that call came through, and all that kind of stuff." (laughs) I'm I'm not saying anything.
0: I I enjoy that. That's awesome. Imagine being able to love getting to do that with anyone. Watch this for the first time with like today's eyes of like I'm not like ten years old, and I'm like the Jason's not in it. I don't care.
1: Then we get another like just. I feel bad for the character scene because Sydney's in the bathroom and hearing these girls talk about her mom, how she was a slut. I think Sydney's faking all this. No killer attacked her. She, she's probably the killer. She heard teen suicide was out and homicides more in this year. And, yeah. like, I just feel so
0: bad for her. I'm like, someone give that girl a hug. It's that shitty high school gossip of, like, she's probably the killer herself.
1: Yeah, they leave, Sydney's crying at the mirror, and then she hears a voice whisper her name, and Ghostface, question mark, is in the bathroom? I mean, there's someone in a Ghostface costume that chases her out.
0: Yes. Is this one of her killers, or is this just... Well, that's what it's not exactly sure, because the... Like the she's cause Sydney looks under the stalls and there's no one in the stalls Then the feet appear and the robe and that's where you see the boots like row up close and Ghostface comes out and I like, kind of attacks her, but then she gets away extremely quickly. So I don't know if that's in a legit attack or is that just someone fucking around with her?
1: I'm more likely to say someone fucking around.
0: Possibly, or it could be also just Stu fucking around, because I could see that being something he does. Of like, I'm fucking bored.
1: Yeah, true. This is where Gail meets Dewey for the first time, too, yeah. outside. And she's just putting on the charm, and he's falling for every bit of it. And he's like, are you old enough to be police officer? I'm 25, ma'am. Oh, darn, I tested highest amongst, like, 18 to 24-year-olds. They talk for all, but my favorite line is, I was 24 for a whole year, ma'am.
0: Yeah, like, I watch your show every day. Well, he mentioned something, and she's like, you do watch my show. And that's when they do that yeah. line. This is where Courtney Cox and David Arquette met, and they were married for a little bit. Yes, they do. yes they were. Which I mentioned on the newest Scream. I mentioned, I, was like, I wonder if it's awkward for them. But you put that to bed of it's not awkward, and they're very professional, which I'm glad to hear. <laughs> At least in interviews, that's what they say. But yeah. yes. They're at least personable enough of they will pay be paid millions of dollars to be in the same room. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um we get the announcement that school's cancelled until further notice, and so of course, Stu decides he's gonna have a party tonight. And you know, that's Perfect exactly setup. what you do when there's a killer running around your town.
0: Oh, because there's the announcement of um is this when school is this is when you said school was closed, right? Yes. Yeah, because everyone cheers, and then they're like, also, the police are enforcing a curfew, and everyone's like, boo! And it's like, there's a serial killer on the loose! that's killing teenagers! Yeah. All of you are teenagers! Do not go to Stu's party! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so he's gonna have a party, and then I love it cuts back into Principal Fonzie, I think it's like Humbery or something, but he's Principal Fonzie. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's him, like, fucking around with the ghost face mask, and he keeps hearing, like, sounds and whatnot, and uh, he peeks out the door at the one time, and he sees the janitor, who is, I'm pretty sure, in that Wes Craven? and That is Wes Craven in a Freddy Krueger sweater. Because he goes, uh, oh, sorry, Fred. He's like, oh, fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is where its get, we get our awesome ghost face versus Fonzie, and this is where I keep saying, if this was really Fonzie... All he would have to do is pop his collar and take a step towards Ghostface. Ghostface is shitting his pants and running away.
1: It hey, is old man Fonzie, though. No. Uh, Ghostface gets him, he stabs him a bunch of times, and that's the end of Fonzie.
0: Do you know how many episodes of Happy Days was Fonzie taking on a gang of, like, 12? And all he had to do is snap his fingers, and they're all like, We're sorry, <laughs> Fonzie! <laughs> It's so sad when he does die, because it is really quick, and I kind of get of, like, later, the kids are, like, celebrating their principal got killed, <laughs> but it, I'm, they're thinking, like, don't kill Fonzie. Yeah,
1: you don't know how cool your principal was back in the day, kids.
0: Quick question.
1: Would Maybe you, answer.
0: Uh, Fonzie's out of con. We're in line for him. Are you getting a screen poster signed or a Happy Days thing?
1: Oh, Scream 100%. Oh, I, no, I'm no. not
0: huge on Happy Days. I'm going Happy Days 100%. That season two is fucking awesome.
1: Dude, I mean, I watched I watch a lot of sitcoms. Those are never one of my favorites. I
0: have nothing against it. I do enjoy it when it's on, but yeah, it's not one of my favorites. That's one I grew up on. I promise no more Happy Days talk because the man is now dead in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: love this cut of right after they kill the principal... To what song comes on the soundtrack is School's Out by Alice Cooper.
0: Oh, perfect. Because I remember graduating high school, and I was, like, peeling out of the, like, parking lot after getting my diploma. And I was like, I gotta crank this song!
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you it wasn't very original,
0: because I did the same thing. Don't oh, yeah. Worry. Everyone does. Like, yay! It's like how whenever I turn 30, I have to listen to Bo Burnham's so I'm 30. <laughs> yes.
1: We cut to the video store scene with Randy, Stu, and Billy.
0: This is maybe my... F- I mean, there's so many amazing scenes in it, but I love this scene so much. Because it's just Randy breaking down, like... Because uh, Stu walks in, and he, him and S- Rand- Randy and Stu seem like they're buddies because they're huge film buffs, so of course they are. And, well, and
1: they are in the same friend group, you know what I mean? All of them are.
0: Yeah. So they're like... uh. Stu's like, yeah, it's really busy tonight. And Randy's like, yeah, the slasher section's been decimated.
1: (laughs) And I love, like, he goes, oh, that's in bad taste. What? He goes, if you were the only suspect in a murder, would you be standing in the horror section?
0: Oh, my God. That's because he's chatting, like, because Billy's chatting up, like, two women in the horror section. And then all of a sudden, like, because Randy keeps going on and on. But this has happened to me before as well, because I'll get worked up about things. If I'm talking at a normal volume and I get more worked up and then I start fucking screaming about the fucking thing and everyone's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He starts talking about, like, no, it's all misdirection. The police would know if they'd watch the (laughs) classics.
0: Tell them to watch Prom Night. They bring up Prom Night so many times in this movie, where I even love later, because they keep going through all these movies. They're like uh, Terror Train, Prom Night, The Fog, Halloween. The one girl's like, why is Jamie Lee Curtis in every one of these movies? And Randy's like, because she is the scream queen.
1: (laughs) It is a little bow. Yes. But we get this big, like, Billy hears and some tense argument. He goes, how do we know you didn't do it? Maybe your reality line got snapped and you watched too many movies. He goes, I'm first to admit I would be the ideal suspect in a movie if this
0: was a
1: real thing. But no, that's all. Just setting up more red herrings for who's the killer.
0: Then Billy walks away and Randy looks at Stu and he's like, you're telling me he's not the fucking killer.
1: <laughs> the whole town's shutting down for curfew. And Sidney and Tatum are getting snacks for the party. And then we get grocery store Ghostface, where you see him in like the reflection of the cooler door, Ghostface standing there. Again, the only way I can explain this away is, is just a random townsperson running around in the new se- serial killer costume.
0: I'm guessing maybe, because I don't see Billy and Stu putting it that much at risk to do like a quick little like, whoa.
1: Yeah, they don't even see.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Next we get Officer Dewey eating an ice cream cone as the (laughs) chief is telling
0: him all these things about the murder case he needs to be doing. This is very much like Ice Cream Man when the the, uh, woman with the missing kid comes up to the cops, but they're getting ice cream. They're like, we're working as hard as we can, ma'am. Do you want an ice cream cone?
1: But they find out the cell phone calls were coming. The calls were coming from Sydney's dad's phone. They haven't been able to locate him yet. Do you tell Sydney yet? No, let's keep it that way for
0: now. Yeah, because they tried to reach the dad at the hotel he said he was staying at. They said he never checked in there. It's all these things leading up where they're really trying to push you towards, like, it's a it, but it might definitely be Sydney's dad.
1: Yeah, he's prime suspect right now.
0: Especially with the mom dying a year ago. You know, there's all these things that are building up, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the killer's point, to set it up exactly like that exactly um next we get the party everyone's arriving for it and you see the news van pull up and Gail's scoping it out because it's where all the kids are who knew the victims who are likely to be the next victims and the attempted victim yeah. so this is her action spot to watch for the night
0: and this is where I look at I check the runtime there' they spend um, almost 50 minutes at this house scene.
1: Oh dude, so this took I think it was like forty five days or something, the yeah. party scene. Like and they were all night shoots, you know what I mean? Every single one of these, it's all night to make it look like one night. To the point the cast and crew made shirts that said, like, I survived, scene, whatever, (laughs) when they finished this and, like, handed it out to everybody, like, when they finally knocked all this out.
0: I forgot how much of the movie is devoted to this house scene, and it's honest, it doesn't drag it all once again, because there's so many movies where the first half is awesome, the second half is like, what the fuck happened? This one stays up.
1: Well, because when you talk to people about Scream, sometimes they're like, it's... I mean, I don't share the sentiment. But someone like, it's okay. The only real big good parts once they're at the party. Yeah, but that's
0: half the movie.
1: Yeah, the the whole beginning is set up for that.
0: The 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 party's at Stu's house. Stu is dressed like Hugh Hefner. He has a like yes. s- <laughs> he's he's a shiny red robe on.
1: <laughs> yes, he does. And then we get the question posed from Randy to the group. Evil Dead or Hellraiser? and People are cheered for which one. Which they don't watch either of them, by the way. They watch yeah. Halloween.
0: Well, because some random girl goes, "I want to watch Halloween," and I'm guessing maybe Randy's like likes her and's trying to get with her. He's like, "Okay, we can watch Halloween," and you know she's immediately gone.
1: <laughs> I agree with that meme that was going around that I would be safe from Ghostface because I would have left that party immediately after Evil Dead wasn't chosen.
0: Well, I don't know. I would still be fine with Hellraiser or Halloween.
1: Yeah, but I don't want to hang out with no, in the company of people who vote for anything over Evil Dead when we're having a party.
0: I am going to kind of murmur in the background to certain people about, like, yeah, I mean, Hellraiser's good, but fucking Evil Dead's better. Have you seen Evil Dead? Let me explain <laughs> Evil Dead to you why this movie's going on.
1: <laughs> I mean, we can't talk shit on Hellraiser too much. We just did it last week.
0: No, I enjoy Hellraiser a lot, but it's no Evil Dead.
1: Yeah, and this is where we get all the Jamie Lee Curtis exposition we already mentioned. Dewey drops Sidney and Tatum off, but then runs into Gail. And she's like, so he is like, oh, the hot celebrity likes me. I gotta walk around this party with her on my arm. And this is just so she can plant a camera in there. But I love, like, someone's like, hey, the lady from Whatever News is here. And Dewey's walking around like he's the belle of the ball. Like, not even her when he's walking around the party.
0: Well, it would be, like, I don't really know daytime Talk show people. I know Rachel Ray had or has a talk show. So that's the only one I can really think of that's like could be. So I'm like, imagine if like Rachel Ray walked into your like party. It's like, this is fucking random.
1: (laughs) But yeah, she plants the camera, then she goes back out to the van. And Kevin, the cameraman, is like, shit, there's a delay on it. How long? Oh, how long did it take you to walk back? About 30 seconds. So that's actually. I love how that comes into play throughout this. The 30 second delay.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, number one, I love that Dewey has no like frame of reference that he's a cop walking through an underage party and there's open beer drinking and like they're smoking pot and stuff because like he takes the one guy's beer and he's like, you're not old enough. He's like, no, here you go. Have a good time. And the guy like gives him a dirty look like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then Gale plants the camera right beside a VHS copy of Clerks.
1: I was waiting to see if you caught that.
0: Of course I did.
1: (laughs) Stu asked Tatum to go get me a beer. And aside from the murdering her part, I'm like, they almost have a good relationship. Because she's like, what am I, the beer wench? But like, they're playful. They seem to like each other. I don't know why he kills her. But she goes down and gets him a beer and everything. Or like,
0: uh, you can definitely tell between Billy and Sydney, there's like some tension Between Stu and Tatum, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot. It's just like, oh, yeah, go get me some beer, honey.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's going to give you shit for it, but you two seem cool.
0: And this is also the, this is a meme that's all, like, I see it every year around October, where it's, um, how excited are you for Halloween? And then it's (laughs) Rose McGowan, very cold. (laughs) Yeah,
1: definitely. We'll just leave it there. If you've seen the movie, you know.
0: You know the meme
1: but she goes down to get the beer and the uh, she goes back up and the door is locked the garage door she opens she walks towards it but starts shutting again on her she turns around and Ghostface is right there
0: and this is a great kind of meta scene of like oh are you playing this uh, deranged killer and the Ghostface nods it's like can I play the helpless victim and he's like yeah you can <laughs> and then like
1: which self-fulfilling meta no, Mr. Ghostface, I want to be in the sequel. You're not, Tatum. <laughs> no, too bad. Like, it gets real for a second, because Ghostface grabs her and starts cutting her, and then she gets away, but then, holy shit, Tatum kicks Ghostface's ass, for like. which, this has to be Billy when you think of who's where, <laughs> like, kicks Ghostface's ass for, like, five minutes. Yeah. It's just, like, slams him with the fridge in the head, starts throwing beer bottles at him, and would have got away if she would have waited a second for the door to open up.
0: Yeah, she crawl tries to crawl which number one, she broke some beers, party foul. I mean, come on.
1: I, I get it in this situation. Uh
0: I mean, still you're gonna have to pay for those. Like you're gonna have to do some like cake stands or something. But yeah, she tries Fair. to crawl through the doggy door that's in the um garage door. Garage door. And this is a really cool practical scene for a second where her head crunches.
1: Oh yeah, because obviously Ghostface turns on the garage door. And I think the safety setting in it is just to keep it up and not crush people. They aren't set for this. And it raises up and crushes her head and yeah, shot all practical because 1996 they would have CGI'd it. It would have looked like a cartoon.
0: Oh, because they're... Exactly. But it still holds up and it's still a really good dummy they used. But it's like a quick shot and you can tell like practical effects. Thank you.
1: Yeah, definitely. But the party starts clearing out because of the curfew. There's still some left behind. And Billy shows up at this moment and... Billy and Sydney go upstairs to "quote unquote" talk, which at first is what
0: they're doing, and then, of course, they have sex. Exactly, and that's when, they, well, they're talking about like this is another one where Billy's just obsessed with movies because he's like, you "No, know, Sydney, everything's a movie." You know, we're all in our own personal movie. We just can't pick what genre it is. Because Sydney's like, "Oh, I wish it was a nice romantic comedy or maybe a fun porno," and that's her hint to be like, "Let's bang."
1: Dude, so, I love the editing in this so much. Because remember, they're watching Halloween downstairs. So, right when she goes to take her bra off, it cuts to the TV, like... Here comes the obligatory tip shot. And it's PJ Souls like flashing yeah. the camera on Halloween.
0: Yeah. And then it's, yeah, it's Sydney taking her top off, but we never any nudity from Sydney because she's still a virgin at this point. So, because they even explained Gross. where it's like, uh, is this the one where Jamie Lee Curtis gets naked? And Randy's like, no, that's not until training places in 1983.
1: <laughs> this is the group that's still behind Randy explaining because they're like, well, why doesn't she this? Why don't they start asking all these questions about the movie? He goes, Because of the rules! Like, what rules? He's like, You don't know the rules? And he pauses the movie, stands up, he has the floor now.
0: (laughs) There are certain rules one must follow to survive a horror movie. And they're not having any of these. This is so me. Not reading the room of people are, like, teasing me. Of just like, wait a minute, you guys don't know the rules of horror movies? Okay, I'm going to turn off the movie we're enjoying. I'm going to explain this to you. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. We were fucking with you. Turn the movie on. Because he's like, number one, you can't have sex. (laughs) You must be a virgin. And they're like, everyone Boo! booze and throws stuff at him. <laughs> and then, like, number two, you can't drink or do drugs. And everyone starts toasting. I love someone like toast Randy because he's also drinking.
1: And then the third one was like, never
0: under any circumstances <laughs> say,
1: I'll be right back.
0: And then Stu gets up and he's like, Hey guys, I'm going to get a beer. Does anyone need anything? He's like, No, we're good, man. He's like, Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> any time like I'm hanging
1: out with a group of friends I leave on my <laughs> own, I always make sure I do that. Oh I love it every time too. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that it's not annoying yet.
0: No, every single time I'm like, hey, it's the screen thing.
1: <laughs> but Dewey and Gail Dale knocks on the news van to Dewey knocks on the news van to get Gail because I gotta go check out a report of a car in the bushes nearby. Do you wanna go check it out with me? oh of course and they start walking there
0: Dewey is not treating any of this seriously whatsoever like there's a murderer about there's a house full of teenagers that you're watching there's a suspicious car down the road hey do you want to go on like a quick walk like we can date like uh, go on a quick walk date and like talk about our feelings and how I like you and maybe you like me like no stay focused
1: yeah, there are murders! You're a police officer! Yeah. But, they start walking, and right then at the house, the phone rings, and it's another kid obviously calling, because, holy shit, the principal was gutted oh. and hung on the football field! The- Let's go! <laughs> and the whole party leaves go Let's go check it out before they take him
0: down! Well, Randy answers the phone, because he gets, like, right up in the camera, because it cuts back to the news van, it's just a big like giant his mouth he's like hello <laughs> but um he's like yeah the principal was gutted and he's on the football field on the field goal post, and everyone's like holy shit we gotta go right fucking now and randy's like but we gotta finish the movie halloween isn't over yet and everyone else is like fuck that let's go see our principal dead
1: I mean, when else are you going to see that? But yep. they all tear off in their cars. They almost hit Dewey and Gale. They had to jump off the road. They're laying there together in the cute... Oh, we land on top of each other. But then they find the car. Holy shit, it's Sydney's dad's car. He's here! Why is he here? He's come to finish him off. Exactly. And then after sex... This is what we talked about earlier with Sydney asking about the phone call thing. Yes. But then she starts screaming because Ghostface is right behind Billy and stabs him in the gut and kills... You guys know, they didn't kill him, but it makes it look like he killed him.
0: And it's the big, like, uh, Billy, like, whips around, because all this is like, because Billy has his back to Sydney, so she can't see any of the stuff that's going on, which I'm guessing is Stu spraying him with, like, the um, cornstarch or whatever it is that they make the fake blood with, because he spins around, he's covered in blood, and it's, Billy, no!
1: And then, of course... Runs, and we have the chase. And I see people criticize this chase if it's not realistic. I've seen house tours of the Scream house. It does wrap around the top like that, so the chase makes sense.
0: And it makes sense that Stu would know that little trick, because Sydney runs through a door that's going, like, the exact opposite way and loops around. So it makes sense that Stu would be like, I know exactly where she's going.
1: Yeah, my old house used to be like that. It was like a weird, like, loop thing you could go around. Yeah chases her she gets up to the attic and kind of falls out the crawls out the window falls off the roof onto a
0: boat look <laughs> i don't feel like this will be a soft landing no because she also lands where the seats would be so your back's broken yes. that whole attic scene reminded me of black christmas for a second
1: Yeah, and it's probably on purpose. Like, just looking at all the other movies they referenced, it's probably on purpose.
0: How it's lit, and also all the things that are hanging from the ceiling, and how cluttered it is and whatnot. For a split second, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the best parts of that movie.
1: Yeah, very much so. But she jumps out, lands on the boat, and she sees dead Tatum,
0: and so... Yeah. Holy
1: shit, it's all real.
0: What's it once again, it's not like everyone's been gone forever. Like that kind of happened in the middle before everyone left. So what happened if someone else went to go get a beer and found the dead body hanging from the garage door or walked around so, like the side of the house like, hey, let's go over here and make out, like where there's nobody. Oh my god, there's a dead body.
1: Oh, hey, Tatum. Yeah. Keep walking.
0: <laughs> oh, what a joke. They, like, high-five her and keep walking away. <laughs> Randy is drunk at this point.
1: He's obviously <laughs> tugged a bunch of beers because all his friends have left. And this is where he's watching Halloween with a watch out, Jamie. Also hilarious because his name is Jamie Kennedy, the actor playing him. And yeah. Yeah right behind him. It's just meta stacked upon meta, and in the newest one, they
0: even stacked oh more God. layers of meta on it. My head almost exploded with that new one. Yes. I'm just like, no, I can't, because it's this one, I can't explain it.
1: <laughs> He's going, watch out, Jamie, as Ghostface is right behind him, but Sydney screams outside and distracts Ghostface. I guess Randy doesn't notice it.
0: No, he has no idea that Ghostface was like about to just drive a knife through the top of his skull.
1: Sydney gets to the van and sees Ghostface on the screen, but remember there's a delay, so Ghostface has already been out there, which, again, that's why I love when they play with this whole, like, however long delay thing, and the cameraman's already been killed.
0: Wait, And the cameraman this entire time has not put down his bag of cheesy poofs.
1: No, he has not.
0: He's eating the, that, like, just, it's that fake cheese covered just, like, lard. Just, like, shoveling it. He's having a great time.
1: Yeah, Sydney takes off obviously from the dead she doesn't grab his snacks at all, which I mean, you don't know how long you're gonna be hiding out here, but whatever. <laughs> but she takes off and Dewey's in the house now and Gail's at the van, she sees the blood. Randy scares her at the window and she like bonks him on the head with a flashlight really hard. Yeah. And she starts driving away, almost hits Sydney. She crashes the van. We ghost faces thinks she's dead. Sydney gets back to the house but Dewey comes stumbling out like this is all going on right here. Yeah. He's stabbed, you think he's dead, and she gets in his car it's like she's going to take off in the police jeep, but then we get that classic key scene of Ghostface like tapping on the window and just holding uh-huh. the keys.
0: Yeah, well, real quick I want to mention Dewey of uh, he comes stumbling out cuz he goes pretty, is it Sydney? And then he like kind of stumbles and you see the knife sticking out of his back and he falls over. The very first time you think Dewey has died in this series, which it when, oh, yeah. it goes to such an extreme, which this is the most extreme spoiler for the newest movie. So if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead of couple, like a minute um, where David Arquette Dewey gets gutted in the new movie and there's like gallons of blood fall, like coming out of him. And I'm sitting there in the movie theater going, he's fine. Yeah, like, they had
1: to zoom in on the body bag name, like, oh shit, he's actually dead.
0: Even when they did the body bag, I was, like, trying to look at the toe tag to see what names on it. Because I'm like, Dewey cannot be dead. (laughs) I kept expecting him to show up later in the movie.
1: (laughs) But, dude, this key scene, I don't know why it's so simple, but I love it so much. Of just, like, the killer holding your only escape out. And then he gets under the car and is doing the, like... It's not an automatic lock, so he's reaching up and unlocking, like, a different door at a time, and she's doing it, and eventually he opens up the tr- like the hatch without her noticing, and he gets inside, she gets out, she's running back to the house, and she gets up to the door, and Stu and Randy come stumbling after her, begging for help, saying that the other one's gone crazy.
0: Yeah, I love her reaction of, like, well, fuck both of you, and just slams the door, like, I'm not trusting either one of you. <laughs>
1: Billy is alive and stumbles down the stairs (laughs) like, Sydney. give me the gun. She does and lets Randy in and he goes, Stu's gone mad. And Billy does the, we all go a little mad sometimes and shoots Randy, but then he does credit the line so he doesn't steal it for himself.
0: Yeah, he's like, Norman Bates psycho. (laughs) So look, we thought
1: Gale was dead. We thought Dewey was dead. We thought Randy was dead.
0: Yeah. Now, this, even when I hated this movie, this very ending is fucking perfect. Oh, my God. This last little bit that we're about to get into is, like, horror movie perfection.
1: Dude, you're not wrong. And this movie, bookends perfection so well. Where the middle's great, don't get me wrong. But that opening and the whole ending, I'm just like, holy crap. What a, like, perfect bookend of a movie.
0: This ending has stuck with me for decades now, and I just love it. Yeah, but Stu
1: comes out and the double killer is revealed. It's like, what? What? He goes, We're gonna play a new game, Sydney. It takes the voice changer to explain how the voices sound on the phone.
0: Guess how I'm gonna fucking die! <laughs> and well, because at first, like Sydney runs into Stu and she's almost like, Stu, we need to get out of here
1: <laughs> Oh and he he's the voice stage like Surprise, Sydney. Yes. They framed cotton is revealed and why he goes
0: no motive!
1: It's better with no motive!
0: But then it's revealed Billy has a motive,
1: and Stu almost looks pissed about
0: that. Oh yeah, because I think the because Billy and Stu almost seem like they've hyped themselves up about this no motive thing. But Billy has this huge motive of, like, uh, Sydney's mom was sleeping with Billy's dad, and that broke up the marriage, and mom left, and now I'm hoo hoo and, and because even at the end, Stu is still like, I don't ha- really have a motive, I'm just, he told me to!
1: Well, you know why they did that? Did you ever see the interviews? No. Since they had two killers, because... They both like movies where there's just no motive. They're just crazy and doing it. Mm -hmm. And ones with a real complex backstory. Like, well, we have two killers. We can have the best of both worlds with it.
0: Yeah. And I enjoy that. It's almost like, I could see it's like Billy and Stu are best friends. And I've also seen some things online about, like, they're secret lovers. Because there's definitely the one...
1: But I've seen That's your headcanon all power, too. There's
0: the one scene where I agree with them. Where Billy's standing there and Stu's right over his shoulder. And for, like one second Stu looks up and down billy's neck and is almost like i want to fuck you so hard right now and it goes right back to what's going on
1: i mean maybe i have to see i know exactly what scene you're talking about but yeah so that's our motive. that's what they're gonna do they're go- they bring her dad out and they're like we're going to be the only survivors we killed the killer at the very last second and he killed you first the weight of his wife dying was too much from the bear so on the anniversary of her death he just snapped honestly solid plan
0: oh yeah actually if it would have worked out they probably would have gotten away with it but they did parts in the wrong order. And this is where Lillard is not chewing scenery. He's slobbering over the scenery, literally, because he's screaming about, there's gotta be a fucking sequel, man, and whatnot. And there's just spit flying out of his mouth.
1: Yeah. He goes, we can't, we had to survive because there has to be a sequel. These days, you've got to have a
0: sequel. And he's doing like the fingers in the air. He's like, you gotta have a sequel, man. I love he's waving the gun, like, your mom is no Sharon Stone!
1: (laughs) 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 And then, like, so they're gonna stab themselves, though. Like, they're gonna stab each other, but non lethally. So it looks like they were attacked and they hid under a body or something. And. It's, (laughs) Billy Loomis has to stab Stu first, and he's like, okay, here we go, but he stabs him really hard, like, ah! he's screaming, and then Stu has the knife and has to stab Billy, but now he's pissed because he was stabbed really hard, (laughs) which is just great. Look, I've never bought the, what people say Scream is a horror comedy. I've never called it a horror comedy. That doesn't mean there aren't really comedic parts in it, though, but it's never,
0: like, played just as a ha-ha movie. And no, I would almost see it as like how Texas Chainsaw the the original has some comedic points to it, yeah. But it's not a horror comedy. This is exactly. the scene that has fucked me up for so long. Of these two are so insane, they're stabbing each other.
1: Yeah, definitely. They're tr- try to make it look bad, like miss all the major organs, and then like, okay, get the gun, and he goes to get the gun, and it's gone. Oh, this is—he's <laughs> like. We like got,
0: we got the problem he's, here he's, he's tapping on the thing he's like uh billy uh we got we got a little problem here it's like what the gun man it's gone i left it right here
1: I was like, what's wrong with you?
0: I'm feeling woozy here! And like, he's bleeding, he got slobber flying, oh. it's great. He's starting to bleed out of the mouth, he's like, because Billy's like, shut the fuck up and help me. He's like, fucking dying, man! Fucking, coming too deep, fucking dying, fucking asshole!
1: <laughs> but it's Gail, she's alive, she pulls the gun on him, but the safety's on, and Billy knocks her out. And takes the gun, but turns around and Sydney and her dad are gone. Everything just keeps disappearing um, on him.
0: Th- Real quick, I need I need to mention this because I, uh, Billy has the gun to, um, Gale and does this neck crack, and it sounds like his neck breaks.
1: Oh yeah, like it just sounds like the perfect chiropractor. Pump, oh,
0: because you know? I have a thing about like some people like knuckles don't bother me, but like neck and ankles do and stuff. When people pop them, and every single time, this might be the reason that I have an issue with it because every single time that scene pops up, I'm like, oh no, that's like one of the worst things in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All the things in this part—that's what gets you. I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, They knock out Gail to take the gun, but now Sydney and her dad are gone. I appreciate Sydney's commitment to the bit, because she calls them with the voice changer at first, like, guess who just called the police on your asses? But, like, she does have the voice changer, like, hello Stu, or whatever.
0: <laughs> with, that's, she's on the phone with Billy, and she's like, guess who just called yeah. the fucking police on you two assholes? And Billy, like, throws the food phone down and hits Stu in the head, and Stu's like, you me with the fucking phone, man. And he's like, talk to her. And Stu's like, hello. And Cindy's like, Stu, 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 why'd you do it? Peer pressure. That's what I'm gonna say. He's like, did you really call? Him, did you really call the police? She's like, fuck yes, I did. It's like, my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> I love the difference in our two
1: killers right here. Because that's Stu. Billy's going nuts tearing up everything to find him, even the couch cushions and everything. And Stu's just like, I think I'm dying here, man.
0: Like, he's gotten stabbed it's like he's bleeding from the mouth, it's so bad. Now he's like, I'm gonna be grounded. <laughs>
1: but then Ghostface Sydney pops out of the closet and stabs Billy with an umbrella yeah. right through, like, the chest. Meh, and Stu a- <laughs> <laughs> attacks her. But remember, he's feeling woozy, man. He's not top Stu shape. They brawl, and we get the TV drop onto his head and the great electrocution effect.
0: Oh, it's awesome. because, And it's really rather fitting because Stu is obsessed with movies and he gets killed by a television. Yes. Which I don't, I'm still gonna say, holding out hope, he's still alive in prison, so for Scream 12, Stu can come back.
1: Eventually they have to. We'll get there on one of the sequels where it was really close. Did
0: but, you see that fake um, picture of him before the latest Scream movie, where it's his face all fucked up and stitched up? And I was like, oh! Yeah. And it was like, oh, you motherfuckers!
1: <laughs> it was convincing, though. It was good. But Randy's still alive, by the way. He pops up, kind of distracts for a second. But Billy jumps on Sydney, is strangling her, but she reaches up and shoves her finger into his umbrella wound, gets him to stop. Yeah. And Gail shoots him. Fucking.
0: And- Sydney is a fucking fighter. I love her throughout all these movies. She's fucking badass. If she's oh, going one of up the
1: best th- final girls ever.
0: To where in like the last movie, she's going up and it's it's like nonchalant. It's like, oh yeah, it's like Thursday. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Let's go take care of the ghost face killer again. You know, like, <laughs> she's awesome.
1: But he's laying there and Gail, Randy, and Sydney are all standing. They've survived. And Randy goes, be careful. This is where the supposedly dead killer will come back for one last scare. And he does come back, but doesn't actually, it's not like a, ha. it's like, he sticks his arm out. And Sydney <laughs> just fucking brains him. And he goes, not in my movie.
0: He's like, boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then we get our aftermath of Dewey on a stretcher. Yay, he survived. Yay, the dad God. is freed. And Gale, like all bloody black and blue, is reporting on what
0: happened in this small town. Because she's going, because now she has a new cameraman, because her first cameraman got killed. And um, she's like, okay, let's do a practice run real quick. And they'd like do a practice run of her walking up to the house. Because then it goes to her going, okay, that's good. Let's go back to square one. Square one, hurry up! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, the line that just sums up, like, something that seems like it would be out of a scary movie, and that just sums up Scream so perfectly.
0: Yeah, and it does a great pan of the house, which is now iconic.
1: Oh, definitely. And then we got a quick flash of Ghostface <gasps> with <our> a <laughs> music, and then credits. Yes. And that is Scream from 1996. Holy shit. Man, I, this is one I, I'm so glad we finally hit. Like, you know, we've didn't want to be like every horror podcast that burns all the huge movies right off the get go. So we we have other ones that like we I guess technically should have hit by now, but we're saving. Right. This is one of those. I'm so
0: glad we finally got it. Yeah, there are certain ones I force myself to wait for because, like you said, if I didn't, we would have done every one of my favorite movies by now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Any final thoughts before we get to the end of episode stuff? I feel like you
0: have more to say on screen since you've kind of gone full
1: circle on it.
0: It's so weird. This is like, you know, I do not like the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It's like in five years, if that was now my favorite series in the world, you know, it's like I used to hate this movie and make fun of people that liked it and be like, oh, you like that shit. And now I adore it. I don't know if it's because, like, I know what he's doing now, and I've, like, matured, and I I know, like, with my movie seeing eye, like, I'm seeing what they're doing, and it's, like, peeking behind the curtain, and it's like, oh, now I get it, you know?
1: I think because it also appeals, especially the first movie, to specifically horror fans specifically over-obsessed horror fans with every little trope and detail that we point out every week is worked, like, flawlessly into the script for this movie.
0: Which I have to say, though, um, they want to be so horror snobby with their, like, horror... Like, oh, their, um the experts and whatnot in this movie and everyone's obsessed with it. They cut the fuck out of Halloween when they're watching it on the television stuff happens before it's supposed to stuff happens in one scene on the, when they're watching Halloween on TV and then they cut back later and it's like way later in the movie. And it's like five seconds have passed in the movie and stuff. I noticed scream.
1: I can picture Randy rewinding and jumping forward and he has his own fan-made cut, (laughs) the way that he (laughs) likes to watch the movie.
0: True, that could also maybe be it, but if there's one little flaw in Scream, it's that you cut up Halloween when they're watching on TV a little weird, and it's not quite right.
1: Fair. (laughs) Alright, let's get into Count of the Dead.
0: Let's go into the Count of the Dead! Ah, ah, ah.
1: The Robin Hood Count of the Dead where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. How many do you think we got with Scream?
0: Um this is one that I don't know just right off the top of my head because it's kind of a newer love for me. Um That's fine. And there's not like there's a there's a good amount of death, but it's not like extreme.
1: No, it's not a it's not one of those oh holy shit counts or anything.
0: I'm gonna say nine.
1: Nine is pretty close. We got seven.
0: Oh okay. Yeah,
1: seven deaths in the first entry for Scream.
0: Hey, not bad whatsoever. No. Well, that's great. Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I'm, now it's going into Brett from Dimension Z's ratings from Dimension Z. Um, so basically, I take something from the movie, and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst, and 10 being the best. And I come up with that thing right now. I know. I'm going to do, because earlier in the movie, they did a trip to the... A movie store, which used to be okay. a weekly thing that almost everyone did before there was Netflix yeah. and everything. Back in my day! Exactly. To the point of I'm making a video store in my own room now. Yes. But that used to be such a huge part of people's things. So it's going to be trips to the video store. So, a number one trip to the video store, the worst kind of trip to the video store. It's not even going there and getting a movie and you're like, I don't know if this is good or bad. And you get home and it's bad. It's getting there and you're like, holy shit, I've been wanting to see this movie forever. I finally found it. I can't believe they finally have the copy in stock. You get it home, you put it in. The tape's fucked up. Oh, okay. Okay. So now you're fucked. You still can't watch the movie, and you're out of watching a movie tonight. Exactly. A number 10 trip to the video store, the greatest trip to the video store. They're having some kind of sale. You get like three for one videos. You're feeling a little froggy. You pick up some like popcorn and candy there. You know it's overpriced and whatnot, but you don't care. Because you got Halloween, you got Texas Chainsaw, uh, The Next Generation, and you got Plan 9. Exactly. Um I like this. I'm going to on honest, I'm going to rate Scream a 10 out of 10. I had such an amazing time with this. The entire time, it did not feel like almost 2 hours. I love it now. Like I've come completely around to where I was thinking like, do I buy a Scream costume for this Halloween and that's what I go as? Dude, I put one on my porch as a scarecrow last year. It was fun. I just bought a Ghostface costume, and I set him up on my porch. I want to do a, a Scarecrow this year, so I might steal that idea from you. Do it.
1: Okay, but you went ten trips to the video store out of ten. Yeah,
0: I love it. I, this entire movie, even with me joking a little bit at the end about the Halloween cut-ups, I know why they would do it for a movie, to play it for effects and whatnot. I could not find anything in this movie. I was like, oh, that's stupid. I hate that.
1: I'm so happy to hear you say that, because... Our newest edition of the oh. Traveling Horror Hall of Fame is Scream, which means I also gave it a 10. Holy Struggle shit. Horror Hall of Fame's any movie that me and Brett both rate a perfect 10. And the current class is Halloween, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Hereditary, Trick or Treat, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Fly, Dracula, Night of the Living Dead, The Return of the Living Dead, and Introducing Scream.
0: Nice at number 11. <laughs> yeah fuck yeah i'm glad i was figuring you would probably rate this a 10 if at the very most i was like he might say nine but this movie deserves it
1: i mean let's be real with with all movies that this happens with like you get some movies that change the game like forever after they come out and no matter what i say about what it brought that first movie that did that is always something extra special you know what i mean exactly And Scream was definitely one of those movies. Oh,
0: if they could have kept up this momentum for all of the sequels, this would be like the number one franchise.
1: Definitely. And to some people it is. Yeah. I mean, all power to you people who love those ones. They're not for me. No. Yeah, this first one is just a damn masterpiece. I agree with you there. Alright, well that's all I got on Scream, Hall of Fame entrant.
0: Yeah, that's all I got, so uh, hopefully you enjoyed our take on Scream and hearing us talk way long about it and whatnot, and we hope that Scream has left your brain throbbing with horror. Do you like Throbbing with Horror? Their early shows were a little too avant-garde for me, but I hear if you follow them on the social media, they do terrific work. You should probably rate him five stars wherever you're listening to him. It makes our show a cut above the rest. Make sure you tune in next week. Wouldn't want to miss another episode, right? (laughs) Hey, Paul!